Hey, what's up, Chad Hermanson, Mental Edge Training Coach. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very exciting guest, the guy that's been around the game of baseball for a very long time, Carl Iwasaki. Carl and I met when I was 18 years old. I had just finished my first full year uh, playing in Augusta and playing in, in Lynchburg with the Pirates organization. So that was the, the A ball, the low A and the high A. Carl was the general manager of the Honolulu Sharks in the Hawaiian Winter League. So Carl was the the GM, Jeff Bannister, the former the major league manager. He's with currently with the Diamondbacks. He was our manager at that time. So got to meet Carl, just a fantastic guy. Carl then went on to to play, you know, he played he was a former player, played at UNC, Northern Colorado, a couple other places. And then became the head coach. He was at Saddleback. He was at an Austin College in Texas, a Division Three, and then eventually went on to the University of Northern Colorado uh, up in Greeley. So he was in the whack for the last few years. Carl brought me on to help coach the mental game to some of his players, really his team, in 2021, right after COVID. So he gave me my first experience at the college level. So forever grateful. Uh, for him for that got to help a lot of different players uh, experience the mental game you know with the college type player so that was really cool of him so Carl is now in the Pioneer League with the Grand Junction Jackalopes so it's a new Pioneer League they're they're kind of affiliated with Major League Baseball my understanding is there are four different leagues around the country and the Pioneer League is one of them so back when the MLB decided to go from the 40 rounds that it was for quite a few years, then it went to 20 rounds. So, of course, there was a lot of players that, that didn't have that opportunity to go play because the major league organizations got rid of those short season A-ball teams. So all those teams like Grand Junction, Ogden, I think the Oramals and Salt Lake, they now are a part of this Pioneer League. So it's pretty exciting for Carl. Uh, he's working with a good friend of mine, Chris Nobinshu, who's the manager. And Chris invited Carl. He's like, hey, I need you to be my assistant coach. Carl jumped on that when he's basically semi-retired out in Wyoming in his cabin. So we're going to learn a lot from Carl. He's a big fan of the mental game. So enjoy this conversation with Carl Iwasaki. And of course, as always, if you or your athlete needs some help in the mental game, visit chadhermansoncoaching.com. We'd love to hear your story. Love to hear what you or your athlete are going through. And we can set up a, a call to just have that conversation and see if I can help you in your mental game. So again, enjoy this conversation with Carl Iwasaki. All right, Mr. Carl Iwasaki. How's it going, man? Hey, Chad, really well, man. Appreciate you having me on. It's it's been a it's been a a long history between you and I, but I'm this is great. Appreciate man, having me on. It's been uh it's been a long history. So I, I met you it was 1996. I, I think believe I just finished my first year uh, with the Pirates in A ball, was exhausted, extremely tired. And I got invited to go play at the Hawaiian Winter League. And I was like, really? Hawaii? And how long? Like two and a half, three months? I was like, I'm in. And was invited to play for the Honolulu Sharks. And I'll let you take it from there. Like, how did we meet? Yeah. So I was a general manager at about 29, 30 years old for the Honolulu Sharks. And uh, Jeff Bannister, your first manager in pro baseball, uh, was my field manager and I just remember him coming into my office and, and, and you know that Texan he goes hey Carl so we got a kid coming in from Henderson Nevada first uh <laughs> traffic his name's Chad Hermanson and uh, he had you that summer right and that was really cool and uh, I've never seen a, a first round uh, you know high school player um, you know Hey, if you remember our team that year, you had uh, over to the right was a guy named Aaron Boone, you know, over there. And and we had some players in the league council, man, and, you know, Gabe Kapler and and Todd Helton. So there were some special guys that haven't really made their name known nationally. So I had a kid named Chad Hermanson come in, 18 years old. And what are you about? Six, two, six, three and about 180 
85 pounds and yeah. playing short up. And I just wanted to see what that looked like. The first swing you took at Les Murakami Stadium, I remember that to this day, that sounded special that came off your bat. <laughs> and I, you might've hit one off of the, uh, the, the, the Luau, uh, you know, <laughs> restaurant area. <laughs> and I said, okay, that's what it looks like. So now, and the Hawaii winter league, what was it? 95. Uh, so that, winter, it was 96. I think, 96. did you start 95? Is that when you started? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I think. You, so I must've been your second year when you maybe yeah. the third year, possibly. Uh, that was fun. And uh, no, and, and it was great for you because you, you came into the league, um, you know, what, six months into professional baseball and um, coming straight from high school to what the South Atlantic League and then to us in the Winter League. And yeah. Yeah. I was Banny, in Sally League that ha the first half and then went to Lynchburg. And that's when I met, played for Banny in Lynchburg and then straight to Hawaii. <laughs> small world. Small world. And, and to this day, you know, I mean, you know, uh, as going into the career of college coaching, junior college, division three to division one, you know, I finished up last season up in Northern Colorado, mm -hmm. wherever I recruited, I was always looking for shortstops. You and the, and the shorts I was looking for was a profile of Chad Hermanson. Mm -hmm. I was looking for you. <laughs> okay. You know, everywhere I went to recruit, I said, I know what it looks like. Okay. And uh, I was never, never able to find another Chad Hermanson, but pretty close. But uh, no, that was awesome in uh, small world, right? With Banny, um, yeah. you know, the story, I mean, um, I recruited uh, Jacob after the COVID year and he came up to play and he's with us at Northern Colorado still. And old Jeff and Karen move up to Colorado and I had Jeff on, you know, in between, uh, you know, the Pirates, uh, Texas Rangers, and and now he's with Diamondbacks and, and the bench on the bench uh, with the Diamondbacks. Um, he was Go figure. He was he was on the field with me, so I just need you to be on the field with me, and we'll miss make. <laughs> yeah, no. So so the team that we played on it was the Honolulu Sharks, and now like I I'm actually seeing color flashbacks because you got your purple there, and we were purple, black, and white, right? There the we are. Sharks, and so our our main field was uh, University of Hawaii's field in Honolulu. Um, we, I stayed with Banny and a couple other players there and we got to, how, how long was the Hawaiian league around like five, six years, roughly? Yeah, we, uh, we started in 93. Um, and, uh, obviously that was, uh, when, when MLB partnered with us and, uh, and, uh, we started that, that up, we had the four, four teams on the, on the four islands. Ichiro Suzuki was in Hilo. Go yeah. remember that. It was crazy. Giambis were in Kauai. You were with me and uh, Kapler and those guys were over in the West Oahu. So we had four teams. Uh, we ran through 97. I want to say 97. And I and I left. Uh, my wife and I actually transferred to uh, Central California. So mm -hmm. it went for another couple of years. So and then uh, there was a pause and then they brought it back for another couple of years in the early, I guess, the early 2000s. But uh, no, that was that was a blast. You know, I mean, uh, man, I had that was a probably one of the greatest baseball jobs I've had. Oh, I bet. Oh, having you guys come and play for us and, yeah. and, and seeing all of your names make it to the big leagues. That was really cool. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it was, I kind of looked, I, now that I look back at it, it was almost like, you know, you have the Arizona, the Arizona, what the fall league, right? That's kind of the big, big one for the prospects. So it's kind of like before you become, it's like if you're a younger prospect, that's where the Hawaiian Winter League, that's how it kind of lined up. And then if you played well there, you continue to play well in the regular season, then you get to eventually stay, I guess, in homeland, if you will, um, and go to that Arizona Fall League. So it was, it was like that first stepping stone. Um, so it, it, that you got to see, you mentioned some names there that, yeah, those guys still ended up in that Fall League. Uh, maybe really the next year. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it profiled really well for, for like yourself, because where would you go? Where would they would have sent a first round uh, 18 year old to maybe overseas for the winter league? May probably remember in those time in the, sure. in the it was probably not necessarily a, a good place to say, just say winter league. And then the Arizona <laughs> Ball League came up. 
I have a quick story on that one. So I get a phone, phone call um, and uh, it's, it's an agent and he says, I'm representing uh, Mr. Michael Jordan. And, yeah. and uh, you remember that time uh, he's going into going to make transition to baseball. And uh, I just thought my, you know, Chris Nobinshue is playing a joke on me and, and calling me and saying, Hey, we, we want you to take uh, Michael Jordan, but it was truly, it was his agent. And we almost had him, you know, you almost had a chance to play with uh, Mr. Jordan that, that, that season, but uh, they decided, yes, the Arizona Fall League was going to be where he would start versus ours. But we were, we profiled for the single and double A and right. it worked well. It was and uh crowds were great and the tourists and mm -hmm. as well as the, People supported you guys and they probably do to this day. I remember all the names. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fun. I, I just went back there for the first time with my family just a few months ago and um, stayed around there for the first night and then went and kind of hung out around Turtle Bear area there for a little while. And it was like during yeah. spring break. And I'm like, man, it's just this place is just incredible. Right. It's um, the weather, the beaches and all that stuff. And so you, you spent a lot of time there in Hawaii. And then you said you transitioned. Now you were a former player. You played at the University of Northern Colorado. Tell us about your playing career and what led you to get into coaching. Well, I'll, I'll go back all the way to high school. I mean, youth baseball. I mean, hey, you know, again, I'm, I had a great experience. You know, Chad. I mean, we'll probably get to the point where, where we talk about the, uh, you know, the the mental side of the game. But I had a great experience. I I just loved playing the game. And in nineteen uh 74 little league i'm 12 years old we win the hawaii state championship we play in san bernardino in the western regional and we lost arizona to go to williamsport and i remember telling my father who was my coach i just said man i i'd like to play this game as long as i possibly can you know i i hope i just love baseball so that's where i fell in love so in in hawaii it's great you know you know all the guys that you played with as well too and currently you know the kurt suzuki's and the shane victorinos and in my time with sid fernandez and you mm -hmm. played with joe Hunter, um you know the big brewer slugger from hawaii but <laughs> no it was a great experience and i uh, went to punahou high school and uh, played for uh coach pal eldridge if you remember him uh mm -hmm. former b Cougar. Uh, he was just my inspiration into possibly being like him and being a coach. So the, the, the seed was, was planted then with coach Eldridge cause he was, he was uh, way ahead of his time, man. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I would say he kind of was a ground floor of a, a you know, the players coach. Right. As a, and if you think about it back in the eighties, there was no such thing as player coaches. Okay. There, there, there was uh there was tough love without the love. It, they didn't know any better. There's no ABCA uh, coaching credibility. And, right. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of baseball coaches were also football type coaches. So, I mean, you're, it's heavy handed and it was, it was tough, man. But pal was coach Eldridge was different. And, uh, he, uh, he embraced us, man. And he tossed the game. I was a catcher. He was a catcher. You remember uh, Boy Elders, Dave Elders was a catcher. Mm -hmm. So we had really good core coming out of the islands. But no, my experience was really cool. Um, and uh, he was the one who influenced me to go to Colorado. Um, he wanted me to go to the Y and go back uh, to his alma mater and play at BYU for Coach Pullins. And he, I was thankful that he thought I was good enough to go play there and if you remember, there's a lot of Hawaiians that play Pete Kendrick and the Matsubara and Inouye, all those cats played with Wally Joyner and Corey Schneider that whole time. And I said, uh, Coach, I, I, I played behind, uh, you know, your your nephew Dave for three years, and I, I'd like to, you know, possibly look at another school. So Northern Colorado University, man, uh, he knew uh, Coach Petrov. And uh, so he uh, made the call and contact and uh, there was no video at that time. And there was no way coach, you know, at that time, they're not recruiting out of state. They're not traveling. We're not traveling. There's no travel ball. He took his recommendation yeah. to go to a school that not only had 10 college world series appearances, but there were 20 regional appearances and 10 super regional appearances in their rich history and here I am, a knucklehead kid from the North Shore of Hawaii, going to play at this university. Mm. So 
Coach Petroff was uh, awesome. And that was, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but going from Coach Eldridge playing in Hawaii um, was a great experience. Um, probably like yourself, Chad, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, there was a lot of success. And, and, and playing the game and in, in, you know, the high school level, you at, at, in Henderson, right? And me at Punahou, I mean, it was a great experience. Um, you know, I was that guy that a lot of players voted for for team captain. I mean, I was probably a team captain my whole, you know, three, four years and at the varsity level. And so, I, you know, again, I, I kind of had that feel like maybe I, I can go somewhere in the game. And then, um, yeah, had a chance to, to go to the University of Northern Colorado. And, um, you know, the rest is kind of history. But there's there's <laughs> some stories about where to go from from there, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, so you so you made you've been up in Greeley for quite a while um, at the D one level, and you you even started your career before that. I saw Saddleback, I saw Austin, um, and it, tell us about that transition from those levels and yeah. what what did it take as a coach to get to those next levels? Well, you know, again, man, it's uh, there there there's no school for for. Uh, to, to learn about a coaching degree or, or, you know, finding your way, there's no resume as you know, and to this day too. And, and, and yeah. what we do is relationships and it's, it's finding, you know, uh, a place that you can actually contribute your knowledge to. And, um, you know, I'm just so grateful um, that I have those type of people and not only Pell Eldridge getting me, uh, you know, to my collegiate career start, but <clears throat> my uh, professional career, um, after the Winter League, uh, Shelly, my wife and I, she's a corporate executive at the time for Frito-Lay. That's why we moved to Central California, Bakersfield. Uh, you know, Dave Nakama, he's he's now with the University of Hawaii as the associate head coach, um, knew Jack Hodges at Saddleback. Hmm. So he was at Stanford at the time, and he made the call, and, and Jack Hodges was a head coach at Saddleback um, in Mission Viejo. And... Uh, he just said, "Hey, go see, go see if he needs some help." And he made the contact for me, so I jumped in, and and man, I jumped in at Saddleback College in Mission Viejo. We lived down there, and uh, yeah, I got started. There were some great athletes down there. I mean, if you remember Rob Johnson, he was a draft and follow mm -hmm. for the Mariners, yeah, uh, with Jojima and just great. So I got a quick, quick story and just kind of uh, segues to a little bit of mental toughness. Yeah. Uh, is is it, are you born with it or are you trained? So we get this kid, I'm at Saddleback. Yeah. And here comes this, this cowboy drives up in a beat up pickup truck with, uh, with uh, a cowboy boots and a belt buckle and probably a cowboy hat I'll embellish. And he walks into our office. I'm with Coach Hodges at Saddleback. He goes, hey, hey coach, my name's Rob Johnson. I'm from Butte, Montana. I'm here to try out for the, for the team. And if I can't make it here, I can't make it anywhere. And we are pretty good. The orange empire conference. I mean, it was loaded with, I mean, there's guys that played with you. And he said, my father works in a coal mine in Butte and he, his health is, is not well. And I'd like to play, have a chance to play in the major leagues to help finance his, uh, his healthcare. Okay. Oh, it's 2003. And I'll, I'll always remember that. And this kid is mentally tough, man. And not only did he did he get drafted, drafted and followed by the Dodgers. I mean, he went to he went to Houston for one year, and then and then um, Seattle picked up his his rights on that. And and but you know, I always say you know the mental toughness and um, you know the elite mindset is trained. It's it's trained, and and you're not born with it. Mm -hmm. I don't think Rob was born with that, man. His his parents were elite people, and they. And they kind of gave him that. But yeah, from Saddleback, um, again, uh, corporate life, we moved to Plano, Texas. We get to uh, Plano, Texas, and uh, I was contacted by a Division three school there who had heard that I was in town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I got some one thing led to another, and I got hired to be the head coach of a Division three team. I had no idea what Division three was, you know. Um, <laughs> You know, I worked with you at in, in MLB and junior college, California, and uh, played at Division One, and and so here I am at Division Three because I loved it. 
I loved it because it's it's a players who are there for the right reason, get their education, their non-scholarship, and they are playing for the love of the game, and they're good players. So I was in Texas. So Texas, you get football players and baseball players. So I recruited both those guys, okay. and that was time. Uh, spent seven years there, and um, we'll go back to a quick story on on that one. But from there. Um, yeah, I got uh, the call from my alma mater uh, in 2010. So from there, I might have been the only Division three coach in America that got a call <laughs> from a Division one school to ask if I'd be interested in coming Yeah, because people can, would consider that a big jump in a big way, jump. right? Mm -hmm. you, well, you have the D3 to D2 to D1, and but they saw something in you that you were doing something well there. I'll give you the the what we did well. So in 2002, this this school is called Austin College, the great Division three school in North Texas. So they went uh, Division three. They played 40 games, Chad. Uh, they went two and 38 in mm. two. Okay. So they played 40 games. So when I got in, when I was interviewed, the AD in 2003 uh, summer, he said, uh, "We're not very good." I said, well, okay, I just came out of Southern California and we were 40 something and not very much. <laughs> and going, we were second in the state of California in Fresno. And I said, tell me about the team. He said, well, we won one game in the middle of the season. And the second win was the last game of the season against the, uh, the championship team that went on to a regional. And um, they were down one late. And the story was, I guess, a hit by pitch and the walk and loaded the bases and, some cat hit a grand slam home run for no a walk-off. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. And I, when I sat there, I paused for a second, Chad, and I go, I like to meet these guys. Yeah. And for me, man, man I love building things. I just, I love challenges. I've, I've always done, I've always chose the tough opportunities because who else would want to, you know, knucklehead guys like me do? I, I, I thought I can only make this thing better maybe. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, 2004, I did take over that program. And in uh, 2007, we made the the, uh, the conference tournament first time in, in league in the history of the baseball program. OK, so yeah. we won 20 games what, and recruited good kids. And I'll give you this one because this this ties into your your uh, lane here. Um, we had a mental specialist come in. Um, and she was, uh, I think her last name was Peterson, Dr. Peterson, in 2004, the first time I've ever heard that there was actually a mental specialist, okay. uh, sports psych. And she worked with LPGA golfers and PGA golfers in the Dallas-Houston area and NASCAR races. Okay. okay. Yeah. I was like, 2004 now. This is when Ken Revisa and all those guys were just kind of writing their books to start off. And she talked about it. She talked about visualization. She talked about uh, everything happens twice. She talked about a lot of tools, breathing techniques. And it, I wrote these things down. I had no idea what it was about. Now we'll talk about it later. I wish I had that when I was in college. You know what I mean? Because no one knew how to do it. So we're, we're at this first tournament in school history. And I get the guys up, practice on Wednesday before the tournament starts on Thursday, I asked the team, Texas boys, how many of you ever, ever won a state championship or ever dogpiled on a field and not one guy raised their hand? Because <laughs> Texas, it's hard to do, you know. Sure, yeah. There's, And I said, why don't we, and they just dogpiled. They just, you know, we did it. See what it feels I, like. Yeah. Okay. This yep. is 2004. I didn't know what I was doing, Chad. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I, I said, okay, I heard about this. Everything happens twice. We did it. These guys were going, I let them go, man. It was like three, <laughs> it was cool. I'll never forget it, man. It's a true story. So, so these guys, and I go, all right, boys, let's get on the bus. So we played that tournament. We get lucky. We get hot. We were rolling. We get to the final game against uh, a team from Mississippi, and we're up late. They got the bases loaded. 
and they hit a lash in the left center. I had nobody to pitch. I was going to call in my my trainer, female trainer, to go, hey, warm up in the bullpen because I got we're selling out here. We got to win this game. And uh, center fielder lays out, makes a diving catch. And you know what they did? At about 4 o'clock on that Sunday afternoon, they dogpiled. There you go. <laughs> so, bro, I, I, I'm, it's a true story. And so I always say that everything happens twice first in your mind visualize and, and so I, I ran off what I what I wrote down in my notes on that so that was division three and that that was the story I told in the interview with northern Colorado my alma mater when I got back there mm-hmm. and uh it was a panel of about eight people and they kind of were silent <laughs> like, wow, go, this is interesting right <laughs> yeah were you at that point when they were silent were you like Oh, like, cause you, your mind could probably go like, Oh, they, they're processing that. And like, Oh, I like that. Yeah. Or they're like, maybe this guy's a little crazy. Is that, that, that come think, to mind at all? No, I think I got the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's a true story. So I've, I've yeah. told that up once or twice on a, you know, on a interviewer podcast and they're going bad. We're going to try that. You know, some of the coaches, <laughs> but no, it's, it's part of, you know, uh, so, like it, it, again, it's part of that process of of success and visualizing, and so you know I've had a great experience. Uh, you know, back at the alma mater for twelve seasons, you know, plus COVID, and I just retired last May. But I had a blast, man. And and I've every year I've incorporated the elite mindset training. Mm-hmm. You know, mental game. You you and I, and I brought you in right in twenty twenty one post COVID and I thought my club really needed and you trained with Brian Kane too, right? So I had Brian also uh for two I he came in for two two seasons, spring seasons. But you were the best because I'm I'm being honest with you, bro, because you have the credibility of being a p- former player. And so the tools that you brought to my uh team, the 2021-22 team, that really helped. It was awesome, you know all the, the go-tos and the tools to use when the, when the stuff hits the fan. So, but I appreciate that. And, you know, I had a, I had a blast in there. I think that's kind of my, my walk and my strength uh, as a uh, head coach, you know, was bringing that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the mindset, you know, the life, life skills and that type of thing to these kids. So for the next 40 years after the ninth inning, there'll be a success in anything they want to do. Yeah. Well, and number one, I again thank you for bringing me on. You you gave me my first opportunity experience to work with the college team, and um, yeah. I, w- I was going through that process with doing some other things too. And you're like, hey, I, I want you to come on, and and yeah. I I'm, I'm watching you online doing your thing. Let's let's have you coach my players, um, which was exciting, right? To kind of get I I mainly have been working with athletes, kind of you know my it's like ten to college, it was ten to high school. And now you open that college door for me, which was great because you're you're now dealing with players that have actually had experiences. Uh, mm-hmm. They they've gone through a lot of success, likely as high school players. Now they're in college. They're they're working through some of their first failures, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of give the audience an idea. So what what you came up with too, um, because yeah, I did some training under Brian Kane and and did his MPM program and. And you guys already kind of had that system in place with the MPM stuff and what they do. And what we ended up doing is you had everybody read, get heads up baseball, the Ken Revisa book. And you had a group of, I don't know, five to eight guys and you assigned them a chapter. I think we went for like what, maybe four or five weeks roughly. Um, Mm -hmm. So you had this group that would take say chapter one, and then they would present the information to the whole team. This was over zoom. And, you know, you and I are on the call. We're just kind of listening. And then you'd be like, you know, Chad, do you have anything? And um, it was fantastic because it gave them the ability to, number one, they're college students. So how much actual reading are they doing on top of what their schoolwork is, right? Um, and I and I've you probably find the same way. Like when you deal with teams, at least in my experience, and then working with other younger teams, there's there's a buy-in of I, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's almost like in life where you have a buy-in of sometimes it's a smaller percentage of a team, 
right? Yep. You have say 25 guys, maybe half buy-in and maybe <laughs> 10 to 20% are like really serious about it. Um, so what we did is we did that for the four or five weeks. And then I offered to you guys, well, because I'm more of a one-on-one guy, right? Yeah. I, I'm more of a, a personal, let, let's talk about your individual thing, right? Instead of just throwing this, I don't want to call it a cookie cutter blanket over everything, but it kind of is in a way because sometimes these tools don't necessarily hit, right, for some guys. So it's more like, well, I want to get into what is relevant for you, right? Does these do these things apply for you and, and what's actually going on with you? And then talk about and work through that stuff individually. So um, that that's what I, what's my first experience with that. I, I definitely, I build great relationships with probably five to eight guys. If I, you did, you did a really good job. The feedback I got, you know, sometimes at, at during the season and at the end of the season and, you really did a great job helping our guys and they really appreciate it. They say, Hey, you know, part of, part of this season. And we had some successes that year uh, to, to have uh, Chad on with us. And you were, you were a co-pilot. You were, you know, in college baseball and, and now I'm in professional baseball now. And, you know, in college, we're, we're the pilots. I mean, the, the head coaches are, are, are skippers, man. We're guiding the ship. Right. Yep. Yep. In the setting that you had with our guys, and what I'm in now, I'm the co-pilot. Mm-hmm. I am no longer. It's their career. You know, you think about the, you know, you know, Kai, you had Kai on a little bit ago, and I stole it from him, but it's true. Yeah. Um, we're there to be a support staff and be the co-pilot of uh, their careers. And so you were that for my guys, and I appreciate that, and it's really effective. And what you're doing now for high school, and I know you got a couple college clients. Um, man, bro, that's that's the way to go one-on-one uh every every kid's different i've learned through my 30 years of doing this man it's individual differences every kid comes at it differently not every kid is gonna 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 embrace uh you know the ideas of of mental mental game and i know you've had some really good professionals on here um but i will say i'm kind of the guy who's experienced from the ground level up and you know just this morning at at our workout uh, spring training workout, a kid came up to me and said, Hey, hey, Iwa. he goes, I, I, so, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in the mental side of the game, but right now I'm, I'm doing more meditation. I yeah. said, well, that's all right. Talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. He said, well, and he's a good player. He's a two, two year, third year pro. Now he says, well, I meditate and I clear my mind and I, I just like go to a whiteboard and three things he does. He goes, I go to the whiteboard and I just clear my mind. And the first thing I do, man, is I bring up um, uh, my happy place or where I love to be if I could be one place for the rest of my life. And then the second thing he says, I'll bring up a snapshot or a, or a highlight reel of something I did really special. You know, the cool thing, man. Yeah. Making it, you know, you've hit some bombs at some great stadiums. And, and the third thing he does is, what am I going to do today? I go, dude, that is it. Yeah. You know, he just taught me something today. And I think I've done this for a long time. He just taught me something today. That's go, great. Yeah. What am I going to do today? And he makes makes it a commitment. So that's the three things he brought. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Chad, I mean, you know, you know the, the the process is different from everybody. And you, you, you do it differently for every kid, too. And I'm going to try and do it here uh, for the final. Uh, your league team that I'm, um, you know, the bench coach for, and, you know, I'm going to bring them, you know, good information as much as I can stuff that you've taught me, you know, that, and, and stuff that I've, I've taken from experience from my college career. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So you, you're, you got this purple background behind you with this, <laughs> this, this new logo we're seeing. Tell us about this new pioneer league that's happening. Yeah. Well, it is the second year of the MLB Partner League. There's four MLB Partner Leagues in America, and we're one of them, Pioneer League. And uh, the, the what it is is obviously with the rookie and the single A um, uh, short season going away after mm-hmm. COVID, we're it. So we're currently being uh, 
assisted by Major League Baseball. And we have synergy uh, equipment here that was purchased from MLB. We have 10 teams in the Pioneer League. So we have six cameras, video, every pitch, every at bat mm -hmm. will be seen by every front office. 30 to 30 front offices will see us. And we have TrackMan. They sent us TrackMan equipment. Uh, we have it up today. Um, that's a big, big investment. And I know you're a pro scout, and so is uh, Nobby. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is part of the uh, information process of today. Absolutely. They're, yeah, Bro, they're, they're seeing our swing speed and pitch rotation uh, in the front office. on So, so that's where I'm at. Um, again, this is the inaugural season for this team. We were the former Rockies affiliate. Uh, here in Grand Junction, Colorado. It's beautiful. I've been here for six days, and I don't think I'll ever leave. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. We're headed tomorrow to Ogden, Utah, to play uh, the Ogden Raptors to open the season. We go to Idaho Falls from there. We play Boise, uh, Colorado Springs, the old uh, Rockies AAA uh, affiliate. We're playing the vibes down there. And there's a new team in Windsor, the Windsor Owls. They were mm. the former Orem Owls. Sure. Okay. Corey Schneider was a manager uh, for them last year. So okay. it's really neat. It's dynamic. The kids, I told you earlier, the kids are between 22 to about 25. Mm -hmm. So it's really uh, an adjacency from where I've been, you know, uh, from the college level, the 18 to 22 year olds. Now I'm going from, you know, 22 to 25, which I love it. I mean, yeah. I, I think, you know, even even the veteran guy like me, I think I have a lot to give these guys still, and they're listening to me. So I think, uh, I think <laughs> I'm in a sweet spot right That's now. And I'm, not, I'm not the manager. Chris Dobbins, she was a manager. So I can give him advice as well, too. And he asks me, because this is a first managing position, too. And, and at the same time, I get to be in my sweet spot and helping out wherever I can. And I'm going to do the mental game here, too, because yeah. I think the problem, you know, uh, it's same. It, it it is the same from your lower level youth players, right, all the way to these guys. And you think about it, man. I mean, I heard the podcast from Kurt Suzuki a couple of years ago, and Zook just says, "I couldn't do without it." Mm -hmm. He played eighteen years in in the big leagues, or whatever. He said, "I couldn't do without it." So yeah, yeah. So so Pioneer League. So for those for those listening, when the draft kind of went to you know, all these rounds now then went to what, I think 40 rounds. And then I think it's what down to 20 and I don't, you know, that's like the, the last year before I got let go on that part. But so I haven't really stayed up to date on all that, but I do know that. So all those teams, those short season, a ball teams just went away. Right. So organizations are like, we're just going to have rookie ball and then go straight to a ball. And so what it sounds like, so Grand Junction, you mentioned Ogden, some of these teams that used to have those short season teams, those are now, in a way, in this Pioneer League, which I believe it's the same name, right? If I think it was the Pioneer League before, um, yeah. just under a new umbrella, in a way. Um, so you mentioned Chris Nobinshu is the manager there. Chris, when I was scouting, he was the Braves scout, um, lived in Colorado. Um, actually, when I was in the Pirates organization as a as when I first started, he was like up in the AAA area. He's, he's really old. What's not like 55. Like, he's, oh, he's, <laughs> you know, he, um, and, and, you know, no, he, he's, he's younger than me. He was a, he was a freshman when I was a senior. So he says to everybody that he carried my bag. Yeah. So. But he, he looks way older than you though. Like you look, you look like you're 50, you know? <laughs> no, he's, he's, <laughs> and um yeah he's he's enjoying it. this is great yeah. man going professional scouting kind of having a little gap in that and now going back into you know um organized uh, professional baseball this is cool uh it's a great opportunity um you know he's a lifelong learner like myself and we we he's my fishing buddy he comes up to my property in wyoming we sit and, and uh and we kind of talk about you know what is next yeah but when yeah. he got this position, I'm I was doing a training academy. You know that I was mm -hmm. up in uh, Tetons, up in Jackson, Jackson, Hole, Wyoming, and I you helped me kind of brainstorm about getting that. I had my academy going. He calls me. He goes, "Hey, by the way, I'm going to be at Grand Junction. You can't say no." 
<laughs> I got a job for you, right? And, oh, you, and, you, I, and you're kind of in like retirement mode. Like you, you retired from UNC, left there. You, you got a cabin in Wyoming and you're like, I'm kind of good, but you, you just can't get away, can you? I, I can, but when, when <laughs> a guy 40 years ago that, yeah, you play with a teammate, you know, yep. um, and who he is and he needed, he, he, he just said, I just said, I can't say no to you, bro. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a great opportunity to, and, and my job is to make him successful. So, um, yeah. now, awesome. 25 years as being the skipper, and now I get to be an assistant coach. I'm loving it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you, you get to write the lineup, right? It's oh. uh, yeah, a whole, whole different experience. You get to, to just do your coaching duties, coach some guys. And now, is the, how long is the season? Is it through the whole summer? Yeah, we'll go to September, so it's ninety-six games. Oh wow! Right? Okay, go. We're not. We're not. It's. it's we're going to every day. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be awesome. You know. And the one thing too, you know, I play. I. I mean, it played and coached uh, for the last, you know, however many years in in Colorado, cold weather climate. I always told myself someday I'm going to coach in the summer because I was just tired. You know, remember in your. Uh, winter days of trying to get going in early spring seasons. I mean, it's cold. It's yeah. cold playing in Colorado. Shoot, we were everywhere from Utah to to going out to South Dakota, Omaha, Nebraska. And so now I get a chance to coach in the summer. By the way, it's going to be 100 degrees here in, in Grand Junction in the summer. So. It gets toasty, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. mess around up there. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. And again, it's it's a great, great opportunity. Great kids here. We have a 25 man roster. The Pioneer League is um, for for purpose. And and I'm we had 70 players in the 10 team Pioneer League last year taken signed to affiliated MLB mm. seven zero in the first year. Okay. Going into the second year, who knows? I think you know the, the way that they're going to be watching us with the synergy and the track man. The, all the uh, metrics, I, I, I'm, I'd say let's go for 100 this year coming out yeah. of us. So we're going to some some, um, you know, recruiting in the middle of the season to get replace guys that, that get drafted. Yeah. So so explain to us, what is the the typical player? Are these players that have gone to college? They, they're graduated from college. They didn't get drafted or are they they were in an organization, got released? Are these the kind of players you're working with here? Yeah, that's a good question. And a lot of them, and I'm just getting to know them. I mean, I've been here for eight days with them, but, you know, the profile on a lot of these kids, a lot of them are, are yes, out of either junior college or subdivision, uh, division two, a lot of them are division two. Okay. And he, a few JUCO guys in a, in a handful of division one guys. I mean, we've got a Fresno state and we've got a San Diego state player here, you know, and, uh, you know, kids, kids that have players who have played at least one or two years and been tossing around uh, um, affiliated baseball. We've got a San Francisco Giant uh, two-year player here, pitcher. Yeah. Um, and again, because, Chad, the 20 to 40 uh, draft number has gone away, yeah. you think about it, man. I mean, you're number one first round. Who, who to, you know, one through 20 is a special player. I mean, these guys are pretty darn good. They would start on any of the Division One teams that I've played in the last, you know, fifteen years around the country. Okay, but it's just that twenty that that twenty first round to fortieth round. That's who we're that's who we're coaching. Yeah, and so here in the Pioneer League, yeah, uh, which is a- great because like, yeah, there's that that was kind of the anytime you would talk, at least when I would talk to families and. And you kind of get them like the kid kind of fell in that area. Like he's good enough to be drafted, but it's going to be more like 20 to 40. Um, like there was no place for those guys anymore. Right. Or they, or there was something after the draft and a free agent type deal. Um, yeah. So that's great. So, and you said there's like your pioneer leagues, one league. So there's three other leagues on top of that around the country. Yeah. yeah you know, the frontier league, you said you, you spent once, couple games or a summer was that the so that was um american association was that league that's it. yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so that's now the frontier league yeah frontier league is another partner and it'll okay. be part on the east coast so i think there's about four okay in 
think about that. I mean, still, I mean, for us, 25 man roster, 250 players. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, and that's just in the opening day roster. And there's going to be a lot of movement around. So, I mean, gosh darn, there's I think about thousands of players who have not had the chance to either sign the independent or not get drafted. Mm -hmm. And then take, gee, you take all the high school top players who possibly would have been in the first 40th round that could have signed out of high school. Now they're going to college and junior college. So you think about what happened in 2020, man, I mean, there's a, there's still, there's still a, a backlog and it's going to be for a while. I, I, I don't know how it's going to pan out, but you know, and that, that's, that's a whole nother subject matter, but yeah, sure. um, I've been doing some consulting for helping kids that are kind of, fell through the cracks to help them find a college junior college to play at. So I've been doing some consulting with that too. Gotcha. Okay. So with all your playing and your, your college coaching experience and you know, discussing around the mental game, you know, you've obviously had players that have say come into your office that are, they're struggling with something um, life in general, home, you know, home life, family, girlfriend, baseball right all those things that kind of go together have you found like there's one specific player that comes to you and maybe they're dealing they're dealing with this issue and this this specific conversation or tool that you can give them like we'll go try utilize this tool and see if that can help you a little bit you found you found one that really is kind of hits there you know um, there, there's a lot of them and, and every, like I told you, everybody's different. And, and, um, uh, there's a couple of tools and, and, there, you know, some kids you can kind of be a little rougher on and some mm -hmm. of them you got really be like, Hey, Hey son, have a seat, man. Are you the best you possibly can be? Are you playing the best you possibly can be right now? No coach. Well then good. Find out how you can be, how good mm -hmm. you can be. And, and yeah, some of the tools, I mean, especially in game, um, you know, some of the things you can just go up to them and, and, and just go, Hey, I'm not here to say a word to you, man, but I want a six to eight breath, right? The in six hole two out eight. It's a, it's a pitcher. Yeah. You know, that. yeah. So yeah. trying to get them to slow gotta, down a little bit. Uh, cause they're sped up yeah. they're trying harder. So that's a tool, you know, breathing's big. Um, and just maybe getting their mind kind of just like the, the, the the player this morning man i go to a whiteboard skip and mm -hmm. edit. You know, in game things are going fast man if you're in the red zone we call it the green yellow and red zone you're playing probably in the in the yellow to, to red zone most of your career and you know at the higher level you go to so you know i'll go up and uh one thing i i tell one of my players and this was at san jose state a couple of years ago was bases loaded no outs uh, we're down or we're up one late game and we're playing away and I just go fish. Hey bro, go fish. Mm. And you say fish means is, and I, you know, on a podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll clean it a little better, but you know, F I S H forget it stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he says it a little differently, but that kind of, <laughs> You change some words around, right? <laughs> yeah, and he gets him back to his feet going, you know, F it, stuff yeah. happens. Yeah, right. All right. And I say, make the next pitch. Mm -hmm. And the umpire comes on and goes, hey, well, let's go. I go, hey, man, I'm not done here yet. Make the next pitch. All right, Billy. Okay, his name was Billy. Guess what? Base is loaded. No outs. Up one. Makes the next pitch. These things happen, right? One to two to three, L7, we're out of the inning. We win that game. Mm -hmm. But he was swirling. I mean, the yeah. kid was so in game, there's those kind of things. But outside is the best time to do it. And especially in your setting, you get a kid in before the high school season starts, or maybe in the fall, and you can go through those exercises, the breathing. Routine, routine is big for me. And even mm -hmm. as, you know, a, a a veteran coach i think just my own routine i stay in my routine man and 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 you know um kind of stay in a in a zone where you know you're focused where your feet are and um just like they always say man it's just wherever your 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 feet are is is where you 
you know, where, where you have to have an elite mindset. So that's a training you helped us with as well, too, kind of keeping our guys present and focused. But um, going back to to uh, where this started for me, Chad, and, and we share a similar story. I just didn't play in the big leagues, but I played from Hawaii to University of Northern Colorado. And I told you I played for Hall of Fame coach, Tom Petroff, and I love him past he just he just left us this past summer 95 years old and he called me every week of my whole career but when I played from I feared him and we feared back in the day we feared uh failure I I I feared letting him down I feared letting my family down I feared letting my teammates down and I was a catcher yeah and uh you know I played with a lot of society okay and that was in 1982 to 85, where there is nowhere to go. There's nothing out there. Coaches would, if, if you came to a coach, he'd say, hey, man, toughen up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, hey, hey, get tough. Because there's nothing, there's nowhere to go. If, if you kind of were struggling a little bit with, you know, getting anxious, you know, thinking too much at the at-bat, they always say, hey, man, don't just clear your mind. Don't, don't think, you know that don't happen mm. you, you got you got trained for that but yeah and that's where that guy came and I said to myself someday if I ever became and I didn't know I was going to be a coach so someday if I had an influence on other people or something I would kind of do things a little differently and I did so when I became a head coach I did things differently and I and I made I let the players play to their their best ability and not try to influence that with let me tell you what you're not you know, back in the day, coaches would yeah. always tell what you're doing wrong, what you are not, what's your talent level at, you know, that type, this and the other. But I think the most credible coaches today, and you think around the horn, there's some really great college coaches, um, you know, that that I've met that, you know, I mean, Skip Price over at KU Kansas, man, he's one of the greatest. He's my mentor. So I learned from him that, hey, man, you just keep pumping your players up. And keep giving them, you know, good feedback of what what they're doing well. And if they're not, just kind of get them back to center because what got you here is going to get you there, right? Mm. I mean, that's like, you know, like most most guys in their career, they don't get drafted unless they were a darn good player. They don't get to Division One, the highest level of amateur baseball, because they're just an average player. So I always my job was to remind them of that. And so, and I told Coach Petroff what I what I, you know, what I did in my career. And I said, I did everything opposite of you. You know, he said, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. No, he told me that like about eight, seven, eight years ago, he goes, I'm glad you did. Cause he said, I kind of have some, you know, I remember some things I shouldn't have done or said, but I love the man. And, and uh, so going forward, I'm, I'm also coaching coaches. I'm trying to train some coaches. You just had one of my former coaches on a couple of weeks back. He's the, Infield coach for uh, Gabe Kapler up in the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, he's doing all right. Little <laughs> <okay. laughs> Kai Kare is who he's talking about. Yeah, you and me get get us a little job up. <laughs> right. No, I mean that, but you know what, Chad? That's that to me is is a win. You know, it's not a scoreboard. Yeah, but those absolutely. are the, those are the wins, and then that's what I try and leave with my players is after the ninth inning's over what you've learned in this game, good and bad adversity is, is, is learning. Use that for the next 40 years, you know, husband, be the best husband, father, and, and uh, community leader, and, you know, be a contributor and be an influence on people, man. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Carl, this has been fantastic. You know, you've, you've been, you've been doing this for a long time, right. And you're very well known, very well respected in the baseball community. And, uh, when you when you called me the other day saying that, you know, after the idea of like I'm retiring, I'm just kind of dabbling in baseball. He's like, Nob called me up and he wants me to help him coach. And I was like, Of course he did, right? <laughs> you know, you did you're I know you're over 60 now, right? Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. one one decade. So yeah, you probably. got you you got 20 years left, right? So you're you just tell your wife she knows she's gonna expect it, right? <laughs> yeah, she she's at Yellowstone today with our puppy, and and she's going, hey, by the way, I'm having a good day. How about you? Um, hey, 
No, Chad, I appreciate that. And, and, and I'll, I'll leave you with this, man. Um, you, you, you personally, for me, is an example of why I do this. And, and why I do this is, you know, I've, I met you at 18 years old and you're not 18 anymore, but I'm really proud. Just, I'm really proud of who you, who you were and what you've done and how you've overcame and what you're doing now to help uh, the next generation of players from what you have learned. And I mean, you got a beautiful family. I follow you, man. We've been, we've been, re we reconnected when you came to Colorado to, to as a professional scout. And um, this, this whole, this whole, um, you know, industry works full circle. It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. And uh, I'm just kind of enjoying um, keeping in touch with guys, people like yourself and, and what you're doing, man. Uh, I, I wish you well, anything I can do to help you, um, you know, uh, with your clients, you know, to, to, to help you market, <laughs> do that, man, because it works. So, you know, the, the mental performance skill training works at all levels. Yeah. It's a uh, number one. I thank you for that. And uh, yeah, it, it just takes time. It takes some patience. And, you know, as in fact, I was having a conversation with a, um, a parent, you know, with one of my 10 year old clients and, you know, I work with 10 year olds too. And so, like you mentioned, I, I played with a lot of anxiety and the reality is all these kids are for the most part. And I, I look back and that was kind of one of my, one of my main things too. So understanding what anxiety is trying to work through it and understanding it's okay. You know, we're, we're humans. We all experience this anxiety. Let, let's, let's, let's understand where it comes from, how our thoughts create our feelings. So anxiety is a feeling, right? So just just learning that process too and and being okay so as a parent of a 10 year old kind of talking to them like hey he's 10 like it's gonna take some time to like figure it out a little bit he yeah. you know he, he's not gonna learn one tool and then yeah. then be good in a week um however he'll improve because now he knows where his feelings come from and so it, it's a it's an interesting process right because 10 year olds get it 18 year olds get it. And then the college kids like, Oh yeah. So it's that huge awareness comes up for them. And it, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I am responsible uh, to, yeah. to take the the bull by the horns, if you will. And like, this is my career, but just getting some more information and then how to apply it. So, you know, I heard something, you know, from your buddy and my buddy Bly. Yeah. Um, what he spoke to about parents, um, you know, Todd Blylock and what, what he spoke to about parents are the biggest influences on, on our thoughts and our things and our, our, our mental state today. Yeah. And they are, and being a college coach for as many years, man, I, I, I knew what parents uh, have influence on some kids. I mean, I just texted one of my former five-year players this morning who, you know, obviously finished his career yesterday Mm -hmm. I said, I'm proud of you, man. You did well. Now go on and be who you want to be for the rest of your life. And, and they, his parents are elite people. Yeah. They, they're always awesome, supportive. And, and, and I always say that my wife and I talk about, you know, why are these kids like this and the other kids like this? When you see who influences them. So we got to be cognizant today. Mental health is so, so important. And especially in the youth, I'm seeing it at the college level all the way down, man, mental health uh, for these kids. And so the influencers, I mean, yeah, teachers, yeah, okay, coaches, yeah, but it's parents, man. Yeah. It, yeah. it really it is mom and dad. And, and you and I, I know uh, we're fortunate. We had great parenting, man. And uh, and they taught us who to be and how to be and, and uh, what's most important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. there's no doubt. Yeah, they... They see them every day, right? They know everything they're going through, and and at the end of the day, we're all trying our hardest. We're all we're all doing our best with what we have to offer, and um, we're we're all in a process of learning, right? So it's that's the never ending process of that that whole what life is all about. Like, well, I right now I'm 45. Like, I hope to know a lot more by the time I'm 55, you know, and and, and that continues on. So. You're well, Carl, in, you're, you haven't peaked yet. You're, you're, <laughs> you're 45. That's a great mindset to have right there. Right. Hey, 
<laughs> come on back you can still play man no, thanks right. yeah. yeah we were just joking around that there you just cut a player and uh you're like man we got we got one more guy and i was like well i'm 45 i'll come dh for you you might need to you know <laughs> g- give me a few weeks to get ready and then no but but man wish you guys the best of luck out in grand junction um you know if you it sounds like there's there's more opportunity, right, for that player that's that's didn't quite get a chance out of the draft. So that's just fantastic that um, that that's available. So nothing but the best for you, nothing but the best for Nob. I'll probably get Nob on here one day and and have him share his story and um, and all that stuff. But best of luck to you, Carl. You take care of yourself. Appreciate you, Chad. Be all well, right, man. man. Take care. Take care.